0: Hey guys! Welcome back to Monday Morning Espresso. This is Gabi. How are you all doing? I hope you've had a good few weeks. I know it's been a little bit of time again between podcasts, but this is kind of the season that I am in. I would love for you to actually go check out my latest blog post that I posted a few days ago on gabiruth.com slash blog and see where I have been and what I am up to right now and kind of why the rhythm of my uh, podcasts and blogging and all of that has slowed down a little bit. It's good. It's hard sometimes, but it's good and it's beautiful, and I am just excited about who God is and what He's doing in our lives. Um, I got a chance to go to Ecuador a few weeks ago, as I mentioned in the last podcast, and I did a Facebook Live a while back. I think some of you probably saw that about the trip. But let me just recap really quick. We had an amazing time. My husband and I got to go together to Ecuador and do ministry, which is the first time we've been able to go on a ministry trip since we've had kids. Actually, the last time we went on a mission trip like this was six years ago together. We've gone separately, but this time we were able to go together, and that was a huge blessing for our marriage and for our family. Um, It was hard to leave the kids. We left them with my parents but it was also really good for them because they got to connect with their grandparents and God just worked out all the details. So I'm super thankful. We uh, went with Global Advance, which is the ministry that my husband works for. And we did an Esther Initiative Women's Leadership Conference, which is the third time that I've traveled to speak at one of those conferences. And the leadership conference was absolutely amazing. But we also got to do a bunch of other stuff. We partnered with a ministry down there called Cosami Sueños. And it is amazing ministry that is just reaching out to the least of these, raising up strong women of God who have come from broken places. And it's incredible to see the work of restoration and hope that they are infusing into the city of Quito, Ecuador. We had the opportunity to go minister at a juvenile detention center, actually two, uh, a girl's one and a boy's one. Benj went to the boy's one. And that was really, really amazing. I did not want to leave that juvenile detention center and those teenagers. I just fell in love with that whole concept of ministry and with those girls. And just seeing how the simplicity of the gospel and of Jesus just touched their hearts and moved them. Really, really amazing opportunity. We were able to go out on the street one night into the red light district, which uh, the staff there has been doing for 12 years. And just pass out hot chocolate and pray for the prostitutes and the different drug dealers and different people that are out on the street at night who really are in that situation because they've been forced into it. They have no other options or they feel like they have no other options. But these were some amazing people. And just to encounter Christ on the streets like that was so awesome. And then my favorite part of all was connecting with the Casa Sueños team. They have a, such a beautiful team and we were able to spend two mornings just ministering to their team and it was a joy and a delight to be able to just encourage them and lift up their arms and speak the word to them and just come alongside them in community. Benji and I really felt at home there with those people and we're just very thankful for the opportunity um, and excited to see what the future holds. All that to say, that's my little uh, keto update, but I wanted to actually share with you a little bit today about storms and detours, and that is simply because the Gospels are rocking my world right now. I have to say, I haven't spent a lot of time in the Gospels for the last few years because I've been like a total Epistle freak, <laughs> just spending tons of time in the Epistles. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, and you're kind of new to studying the Scripture, that's fine. I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to Bible study, and it's life to me. Uh, but I haven't spent a lot of time in the Gospels, and now I'm reading through them in the Passion Translation and. I was reading in Mark six actually this story of when Jesus walks on water, which all of us know, but let me give you a little recap and tell you why this story stuck out to me this time around because it really, really moved me in the season of life that I'm in, and i I feel like it really speaks to just the Christian life as a whole um so Jesus had just done the miracle of feeding the 5,000. All of us know that story where he multiplied the loaves and fishes and fed thousands of people miraculously. And then starting in chapter, or sorry, verse 45, I'm just going to read this to you a little bit. After everyone had their meal, Jesus instructed his disciples to get back into the boat and go on ahead of him and sail to the other side, to Bethsaida. So he dispersed the crowd, said goodbye to his disciples, then slipped away to pray on the mountain. As night fell, the boat was in the middle of the lake, and Jesus was alone on land. The wind was against the disciples, and he could see that they were straining at the oars, trying to make headway. When it was almost morning, Jesus came to them, walking on the surface of the water, and he started to pass by them. When they all saw him walking on the waves, they thought he was a ghost and screamed out in terror. But he said to them at once, don't yield to fear, have courage, it's really me, I am. Then he came closer and climbed into the boat with them, and immediately the stormy wind became still. They were completely and utterly overwhelmed with astonishment, because they failed to learn the lesson of the miracle of the loaves, and their hearts were unwilling to learn the lesson. Then the next verse says, they made landfall at Gennesaret and anchored there. So why am I stopping there? (laughs) What is the reason that I am talking about this passage? And I'm calling it storms and detours. Well, I never realized before that, you know, Jesus went up on the side of this mountain to pray. And first of all, it says that he, as night fell and the boat was in the middle of the lake, Jesus was alone. He was praying and he could see that the disciples were struggling because of a storm in the lake. They were straining at the oars trying to make headway. And it's it's a miracle that Jesus could even see them. The fact that Jesus could see them just was a sign of his omnipresence, the fact that he was God. He could see them all the way in the middle of the lake during a storm at night when he was on the side of a mountain. But what struck me here was it says, as night fell, this happened. So it was at the beginning of the evening, Um, It was just getting dark and he didn't come down off the mountain and come rescue them right away. Like maybe we picture that in our minds when we think of this story. It actually says in the next verse that when it was almost morning, Jesus came to them. So I don't know. I haven't studied this out thoroughly. I don't know what time of year it was. I don't know how long night was, but we can probably assume that it was probably a good six to eight hours that they were out in the middle of the sea with the winds against them straining at the oars, trying to make headway. And he didn't come to rescue them during that time. And I don't know about you, but I have definitely felt like that sometimes in my life, where I've wondered, like, if Jesus sees me, then why is he making me struggle here for so long? I think I'm learning more and more as I walk through life and through the seasons I've been through recently, that there's always a reason. Um, But the disciples didn't know that. They didn't understand that there was a reason. And I had never seen in the story before that he waited so long to come to them. So then he comes to them. They scream. They think he's a ghost. Then he says, don't yield to fear. Have courage. It's really me. I am. And when he says, I am, he's saying, like, I am the living God, Yahweh. You know, uh, I am that I am. That is spoken of throughout scripture. And basically saying that he is God. And he climbed in the boat and the storm became still. And they were astonished And all of this. It says their hearts were unwilling to learn the lesson of the miracle of the loaves. Like the lesson of the fact that Jesus is God. That everything that happens, like he designs. He designs it. He orchestrates it. He is in charge. He is in control. But then... I mentioned, like, after that, they made landfall at Gennesaret and anchored there. Now, I don't know if you remember the beginning of the story, but it says that they were heading for Bethsaida, not Gennesaret. And there's a footnote in here that says, apparently they were blown off course since they were headed for Bethsaida. Gennesaret is a plain not far from Capernaum on the northwest side of the lake. So it's in a different part of the lake off a different side of the lake than Gennes- or uh, Bethsaida was. So their original destination where they were heading was Bethsaida. In the middle of the storm, as they're straining at the oars, they got blown off course. Jesus was aware that this was happening. He wasn't surprised at all. And he got in the boat with them, and they ended up at Gennesaret. Well, guess what happens at Gennesaret. Jesus gets off this boat and there's a crowd of people there that says, it's Jesus, it's the healer, and he heals all these people. Jesus was not sad, upset, surprised one bit that they ended up at a destination that was different than where they thought they were heading. And this really impacted me because I feel like so often, especially as dreamers, as waymakers, as... People with purpose and vision and goals, we often think, okay, my sights are set on XYZ destination. I am planning on going there. I have set my course there and I, in the middle of a storm, I'm going to strain and strain and strain against the oars to get there. Does that make sense to you guys? That's totally me. I'm totally that person. I'm so stubborn. Um, I am passionate and fiery about God, but I get my sights set. On where I think he's taking me, and I do whatever it takes to get there. Um, end up in a storm, get blown off course. But I think that's the whole point of the storm was like they weren't supposed to end up in Bethsaida, even though that's where their sights were set. That's where they thought they were going. They were actually supposed to end up in Gennesaret. And if they hadn't, if they hadn't gone through that storm. They would never have ended up in Gennesaret and seen all those people healed. There were people on the other side in Gennesaret that were depending on this moment with Jesus to change their lives. Maybe that's why Jesus didn't come down from the mountain. Maybe he didn't just have his disciples' faith walk in mind to help them learn a lesson about trusting him and knowing that He's always going to be victorious no matter what, but maybe he also had in mind these people in Genesaret who were aching and longing for healing and they needed the disciples' boat to be shifting course so that he would end up there, that he would be able to go and touch those people there. So I don't know where you are in your life, I don't know if you feel like you're straining in the middle of the storm. If you are, I would encourage you maybe just to let go of those oars for a minute and rest and let the storm blow you a different direction. It might make you cry. It might make you weep as you see your destination floating farther and farther away from you. But trust me, Jesus is in control. Jesus knows where you're supposed to end up and who you're supposed to encounter. And then let him come. I love how he comes when it's almost morning. Because that's when dawn breaks. That when That's when things begin to clear up and you begin to see correctly what is in front of you. And when it's almost morning, trust me, he will come and he will calm that storm. But when you open your eyes and you land on shore, you might end up in a place that you never expected. But that's okay too. Why? Because he is I am. He is I am. He is sovereign. He knows where you're supposed to end up. It might look different than you thought. But it's okay, you can trust him because as you get off that boat, you're gonna see people healed and touched with the presence of Jesus that you never would have been able to touch if you had been able to make it to the place you thought you were going. It's okay, dreamers. The dream is still just taking Jesus where he wants to go. That's it. That's what this is all about. And it's also about faith. You know, if those disciples had just had faith, they would have known that God's eyes were on them, that Jesus saw them there in the storm. He wasn't leaving them alone. They wouldn't have been panicking and stressed out. And when they saw him walking on the water, they wouldn't have freaked out thinking it was a ghost. They would have thought, okay, our our miracle has arrived. But they had to go through this so that we can learn from them. So I don't diss them at all. I probably would have responded the same way. But I'm just so encouraged by this story, thinking that where I end up, is where God wants me to end up so that people can encounter him that maybe never would have had the chance before. I just pray and hope that my heart stays soft and they don't become bitter so that I can carry the message that he's called me to carry to the people that he's called me to carry it to. I hope that encourages you. I'd love to hear from you. Please share the podcast with your friends. Leave me a review on iTunes. That would be so awesome. I just really want to strengthen the weary through these words, and I hope that I get a chance to do this again soon. In the meantime, be blessed wherever you are, uh, with your families, in your work, with your friends, and everything that you've set your hand to. Just be so blessed. Talk to you next time.